official giving. But I tell you what, give to the Lord belongs to Him, and God will take care of us. Anyone know what? I never missed a meal. Always pay my bills. You know, it's not like, you know, poor me. You know, feel poor, poor, uh, bad for me because if I don't do that, I'm going to miss out. I tell you what, I don't miss out. God has been good. In the end of the day, I can say God is good. Amen. God is good. All right, if you could stand, please. Let's look at, we're going to look tonight at Psalm 139. Psalm 139. I think we could stay in the book of Psalms for years on end. You know, that's so rich of a book. And uh, let's see, Psalm 139, and let's look at verse 1. Look at what the Bible says here. O Lord, thou hast searched me and know me. Thou knowest my dawn sitting and mine uprising. Thou understandest my thought afar off. Thou compassest my path and my lying down. Thou art acquaintance with all my ways. For there is not a word in my tongue, but lo, O Lord, thou knowest altogether. Thou hast beset me, be, uh, beset me behind and before, and laid thine hand upon me. Such knowledge is, is too wonderful for me. It is high, I cannot attain it. And it says in verse 39, verse 20, 23, it says, I'm sorry, chapter 39, verse 23, Search me, O God, and know my heart. Try me and know my thoughts. And see if is there any wicked way in me, and lead me in the way of everlasting. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, thank you, Lord, for this great, great passage of Scripture. Lord, search our hearts this evening. And Lord, if there's any sin in our hearts, Lord, help us, Lord, to confess it and forsake it. And Lord, I just pray, give us something we can take with us tonight. May your name be lifted tonight, be glorified. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. You may be seated. So we'll continue, you know, on, on the subject or and the theme on refocus. And uh, we are doing a, a series at night, and is Lord, I need help. Lord, I need help. I think that all of us need help uh, each and every day. But tonight is, Lord, I have a problem with worry. I have a problem with worry. And I tell you what, I'm not going very far. I think the, the greatest worry in this world is my mother. My mother is the most worried person I ever met in my entire life. She is so worried about anything and everything. I feel so sad for her. And, uh, and uh, when I, I love when I go see her, and I didn't go see her this week. I talked to her several times. I didn't have a chance to go see her this week. But she's a very worried person. Uh, so uh, let's see about, there is a difference. I want you to listen. Tonight is more like this. It is a difference between worry and concern. Don't confuse the both because it's always a concern, is always a worry. So people think they're the same. Because my kid sometimes says to say to me, don't worry, Dad. I'm not worried. I'm just concerned. <laughs> I have to express that word to them because they don't get it. So Jesus came not only to die for our sin, but also to help you with your problems and mine. God offers you a new life in Christ. We know that. And with this power... Uh, we can change. Our message series, you know, Lord, I Need Help, and it is this series we're looking at right now, I think it will be a good tool to help us to understand that we do need the Lord's help. So tonight I'm talking about the subject of worry and concern. How does the Lord can, how does the Lord can help you and me with the problem of 
worry. So how do we deal with that problem? Let me give you an illustration. There was a story uh, of a man who decided to hire someone to do all of his worry for him. So he found a man to worry for him, and the man, the man said, you pay me $200,000 a year, and I'm going to worry for you. After the man accepted the job, his first question to his new boss was, where are you going to get the money to pay me? And the man replied, that's your worry, not mine. <laughs> so as, as nice it would be to pay someone to do all the worry for us, Worry is not something that just can uh, just pass that we can pass to someone else. Uh, you cannot outsource worry, but but with God's help, we can overcome it. Can I exp- say that again? You cannot outsource worry, but with God's help, we can overcome it. So, how does God help you with the problem of worry? So, worry is a problem in the lives, in the minds of so many people. Like I said, my mom. To me, in my opinion, she is the most worried person I ever met. I lived with her. She raised me up. I live in her house. I know how she is. And I know that the most slightly little nothing thing, she is shivering. Listen, her worry caused her to shiver. And her voice breaks. That's how much anxiety and worry she gets. And she takes medication for that. And she takes it as strong as she can for her age right now and doesn't help. So worry is a problem. Of course, she's not saved. doesn't help either. So worry is a problem in the lives of so many um, people, so many minds, in the minds of so many people. But if we are going to stay focused on, on Jesus, I think worry can go away uh, because Jesus can give us the victory. We can do all things to Christ. You know, and I'm telling you, uh, it can be hard sometimes, but the Lord can help us. So to stay focused on, on Jesus, trust him. We, uh, we, must, we must trust Him in order to overcome those things. So we must trust His Word, His person, and His guidance for our lives. So have you ever tried to reason with someone when they're worried? They know that we're worried. We, you, know, in, you know what we need to do? I learned this with my own mother is this. You need to listen to them so you can best understand how you can help them. You know, it's, it's, it just, uh, and I listen to my mother. My mother can go on for a long time, and I, I help her. I try to help as much as I can. My sisters, too. So, so you might say to them, uh, you might say to them, you don't need to worry. Right. It doesn't help sometimes. So, well, today we're going to learn about three reasons that there is no need to worry. So let's look at this passage of Scripture. Two reasons from the Word of God that we don't need to worry, okay? So, number one, why worried when God is in control? Why worried when God's in control? Go to Matthew chapter 6. Let's go to Matthew chapter 6 and look at, look at verse 32. Matthew 6, 32. Look what the Lord says there in Matthew 6. Look what it says. It says, For after all these things do the Gentiles seek... For your heavenly Father know that ye have need of all these things. So, folks, are so many, there are so many things in, 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 in this life of ours that cause us to worry. For an example, I'll give you an example about my sweet mom. Uh, she has a, a, a boiler right now, you know, and she has a, a little valve there. It's, it's an exhaust valve. It's like if you need to drain the, the boiler, that valve is there to take it. You can put a water hose there and connect it, and it comes out. Well, there's a unique valve because now there's a type of valve that you buy in the store. 
it, it just had to go to a special. So I went everywhere. I went, I went to different stores, and I can't find it. So I called her, and I told her about it. So, you know, but before that, even then, every time I call her, did you got the valve? <laughs> did you got the? It's, it's the first thing. It's always the first thing. It's mom. Calm down. I will get it. We'll get it fixed. Promise you, we'll get it fixed. Even if I have to call somebody, there I will call them and get it fixed. But until that thing gets fixed, worry goes on. That's the way she is. So, um, uh, so to give you a little input about my mom, and I'm just trying to put it down here. I love my mother. So, so each day is f- filled with all kinds of circun- circumstances. And when you get up in the morning, there's all kinds of circumstances, all kinds of events, all kinds of adventures. All th- uh, uh, and all those things are great ingredients, the, the events that go on to our day, for us to worry and to worry. So some of us worry so much that we even lose sleep over. I mean, you ever been worried about something that... You, you, you can't sleep at night, your eyes are right open, and you lose your sleep. I've been there, and that happened to me. So you, uh, don't you know that 95% of the things uh, that you worried about never come to pass? Isn't that interesting? 95%. So why stress? Why anxiety? Why worried about the things that you and I cannot control? So if you keep in mind, you, in, in mind your heart and your eyes focus on the Lord, worry will be a foreign thing. But if you take your eyes off the Lord, and I'll tell you what, it's easy for me to say this because we can have our eyes on the Lord and emotionally we can begin to worry. Uh, it, it can happen. But i tell you what, but if we literally just give it to the Lord, I believe that worry becomes less and less in our lives. So uh, worry will invite herself uh, over to your house if you allow him to. It will knock on your door and say, hey, I'll come to sleep with you tonight. And so it happens to many of us. That's why we lose sleep. So let A, the Lord knows your needs. The Lord knows your needs. Listen, folks, I tell you what, there's nobody here sitting here tonight. There's nobody here tonight on which the Lord doesn't know what's going on in your life. He knows what's going on in your life. I mean, it's good we pray and express to the Lord. But the Lord already knows before we ask. He's all-knowing. So the Lord knows all of our needs. He knows our circumstances. He knows exactly where we are and what we're doing. So, folks, we took, we're thinking about a personal God and who knows about, about us and we know about ourselves. He knows your struggles. He knows your needs. He knows your dreams. He knows your problems. He knows everything about you. So, folks, our God is bigger than our problems. Right. Our God is more powerful than our problems. If God is powerful enough to take care of his creation, his birds, his fishes, his wildlife, you, don't you think that he's big enough to take care of you and me? So stay focused on the Lord and not on your problems, and you will have victory. The Bible says, I can do all things to Christ who strengthens in me. We can do all things. Listen, I'm not naive to this. Are they easy? No. There are situations in our lives which is very hard. But, as again, there is a concern. There was a worry. Concern means I'm concerned about this. I'm going to do something about it. Worry means I just worry about it. You follow that? Two different opposites. Because some people confuse concern with worry. And they're two different opposites. So, number one, we see why worried when God is in control. Number two, why worry when it doesn't help? Look at verse uh, Matthew 6, 27. So Jesus addressed this this very explicitly, verse 27 here. Which of you, by taking thought, 
can add one cubit to his stature. He, he asks a question. He says, which one of you can, can with, with uh, 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 taking thought, can add anything? So this is a radical question right here, meaning that it doesn't need, it doesn't need an answer. It's not, the obvious answer is no. You cannot add a single moment or, uh, to your life by worry. You cannot add a single minute to your life by worrying. So you will die at the right century, at the right decade, at the right year, at the right hour, the right minute, at the right second. You can't stress what you want. You can worry as much as you want. You can lose sleep, and nothing will be added, not even an extra second or extra minute to your life. We will die right in the right time when God calls us home. You have an appointment you, which you make and, and you will depart at the right time. It don't matter how much diets you do, how much health you try, how many miles you run, we will die at the right time. So why worry? Why worry? I remember years ago, I was, goodness, I guess I'm old. <laughs> I was probably 14, and I was dating this girl out. Dating this girl, I was dating this. You know about it. <laughs> I was dating this girl, and uh, and uh, uh, I was. She was here in America. I was in Portugal. We was writing letters to each other, and I knew her from from childhood. Uh, and so she sent me a letter. Said, "I'm sorry, I I don't want to write you anymore. I found somebody else." You know what? I didn't eat for three days. I got worried. I got depressed. And my wife looked. My wife. My my mother. Uh, sit me in the chair and talk to me and she said, listen, she's having all kind of fun and you here feeling sorry for yourself. I said, I f she goes, I feel sorry for you. That was the best words my mother ever gave me. I get up, I said, mom, what's for lunch? I, <laughs> I was done with that. So I just get up and go, you know what, because it was true. I was worried with something I could not control and she was in another country that she found somebody else. So she was having fun and I'm here feeling sorry for myself. I said, you know what? I get up, and that was the end of that one. So anyway, when I was young, you know, it, it came out of it. It just came to me to my mind to share with you. So we see why worried when the line is in control. Number two, why worried when it doesn't help? I, I give you this thing. So letter A, the truth about worry, okay? The truth about worry. Worry cannot add a single dollar to your bank account. It will not. Worry cannot add a single point to your GPA if you're in college. Worry cannot impress your boss. It will not. He likes you if you're a good worker. Worry cannot help your kids behave better. You know what we need to do for our kids? Pray for them. I have two kids. They're married. have kids. You know what the only thing I can do for them? Pray for them. That's the only thing I can do for them. And, and give them some good inputs when they ask me to. And tell them, wrong, tell them they're wrong when they are wrong. So anyway, but uh, uh, worry can, can I increase your church attendance or help your preaching? It cannot. Imagine if I be worried about what I'm going to preach. I, I preach what the Lord put in my heart. So worry cannot strength, uh, uh, I'm sorry, worry cannot help, uh, uh, help any uh, one of us. It cannot. So let it be the effects of worry. What worry can do? So we can worry, but worry can do. Worry can do uh, great harm to us. However, did you know that worry can have negative effects in one person's life? So worry can damage your health. Worry can damage relationships. Worry can rob you the joy of the Lord. Worry can, I'm not saying you're going to all have, but it has a potential to do that. Worry can rob opportunities. Worry can affect, uh, can affect 
ourselves, us ourselves. Worry can affect others. Worry can affect our relationship with the Lord. Worry has only negative effects. So when my, my response, Pastor, if I don't worry, I don't get important stuff done. Let me remind you something. When Jesus, oh, I'm sorry, when, yeah, when Jesus went to the house of Lazarus and Lazarus was dead, Martha and Mary were there, right? What did Mary? He sat at the foot of Jesus. What did Martha? Martha was working, working, working. He got mad at her sister. And Master said, Martha, Martha, why are you so... The Lord just thought, why are you worried about all these things? They would take care of itself. It is a time and place for all... It doesn't mean like, see, I have just to throw things all over. I don't have to take care of my house. That's not what I said. You know, it's nice to have a clean place and live in a clean place. It's the thing is, it's like, there is a time and place for all those things. Give you an example. Yesterday, we finished the food pantry at open house. Did it make any sense for us to go clean the church? And then everybody ties and let's do it in the end. So in the end, when we're finished, and then we clean it up. You know what? Why worry about now? Let's, let's think about later. So even Jesus said, Martha, Martha, why are you so worried about that? So... Let's go to this. Let us see. The difference of worry and concern. So concern acknowledges that something needs careful thought. Right? right? Concern sees and says, well, I got to fix this. Worry, this need, needs to be fixed. What am I going to do about it? And two days later, that's it. Worry doesn't fix the problem. Concern does. If I'm concerned about something, I'll either go fix it or I get somebody else to do it. But worry just worries about it and nothing gets fixed. So that's two different aspects, two different opposites. So worry acknowledges that something needs careful thought. I'm, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. Concern acknowledges that something needs careful thought. Worry, on the other hand, has given, given, uh, given to consuming fear. Concern gives away to planning. Worry gives away to fear. Concern leads to health attention. Worry leads to unhealth anxiety. Concern moves to action. Worry, worry freezes the person. So planning for tomorrow is a time well spent. It is that, let me ask you this. Is that healthy to plan for tomorrow? Is it? Of course it is. Oh, what about if I die? See, what about if I die tonight? You're worried about if you don't make it tomorrow. We plan for tomorrow. If we don't make it for tomorrow, then we're home with the Lord. You follow that? See, here's the difference between concern and worry. Worry says, I'm not going to do it because I might die tonight. Ugh. Concern says, you know what? Let's plan for tomorrow. This time of the year, we plant gardens, right? We plant the garden. We say, well, what happened if the bugs eat the whole thing? You won't have to plant anything. You worry the bugs are going to eat it. But if you plant, you get some fruit. So worry, I'm concerned, does something about it. Worry uh, what it does, it, it just doesn't do nothing about it. So, concern help, uh, helps uh, to do something about it. Worry simply does nothing about it. Why worry about things that we, you cannot control, you and I cannot control? Why losing sleep worrying about things that cannot be fixed or can be fixed tomorrow? Listen, I learned about this. This is my job. My job is a job, is a lot, everything you touch is thousands of dollars. Here's one thing that I learned I learned of that, and I asked the Lord to help me with that because I was going home, and my job was going with me. When I was in management, my job was going with me, and if I was frustrated, then my family got it. 
You know what? That is absolutely wrong. So when I learn to, when I leave my job, my job stays there, and I'm going home. You know, I don't have to do that because if I worry about it, I'm like, oh, what if I made a mistake? Oh, and you lose sleep. You, you, your mind is so wrapped up in that. So why worry about something that I can fix tomorrow? So, so uh, where was I? So why worry then we can trust the Lord with the outcome? So Jesus concludes this passage by the word. Look at verse 34. Take therefore, as an important word right there, no thought for tomorrow. Now, don't misunderstand what Jesus is saying right here. He doesn't say, don't plan for tomorrow. Don't make plans for tomorrow because, no, that's not what he's saying. He says, don't worry about tomorrow. Put the word there. Take therefore, no worry for tomorrow. For tomorrow shall take thought of a thing so itself sufficient unto the day is the evil thereof. I said, you know, okay, all right, tomorrow will come, and when you get to tomorrow, you will do the things you planned the day before. If you worry about tomorrow, you know, like, you know, you're just going to be consumed with worry. So each day has enough to occupy our minds. Is it good to plan for tomorrow? Absolutely. We plan for months ahead in our, in our bulletin. It's not what we're worried about. It. We just plan so we can do things about it. So, uh, each day has enough to occupy our minds. Why would you want to add worry to that, to what we already have? So there is no advance to worry or have anxiety about it. It doesn't help. So worry and anxiety has, the, the, has no, no positive effect, only negative effect in us. So no need to worry because it doesn't help anyone. So... Why worried when the Lord is in control? Number two, why worried when, when it doesn't help? And number three, why worried when the Lord knows your needs? Right. He knows your needs. Amen. Jesus gave us two primary examples from nature to prove this point to us. And actually, the first, he gives us an example of the birds of the year. Look at verse 26 of Matthew 6. He says, behold. That word means look it up, look up. Look at the birds. He tried to get our attention. He says, Behold, the falls of the air. They sow not, neither they reap, nor gather in barns. Yet your heavenly Father, look what it says, feed them. Uh, not, they're much better than that. So my brother-in-law is a bird lover. He loves birds. So he goes to work, and he works in the same department I work, except he works second shift, I work first. He has a bad habit. What he does, he feeds the birds inside. Somehow he tees the birds to come inside. So we have these big garage doors, big gigantic doors, and the birds just fly in. You know, and they drop things everywhere. So it is not good. No, we have one of the Navy people said, said this, is a, this is a very segregated area. We can't have this here. So <laughs> I met him. I said to him, to my brother, I said, listen, you need to stop there because this is what we have here this morning. He goes, I didn't do that. I said, well, don't say that. Yes, you did. And, and, uh, and he said, who's, look what he said. Who's going to feed the birds? They're going to die. I said, Louis, you know how many birds are in this world? Thousands of birds. You take care of all of them? God takes care of all of them. You know what? Don't worry, I told him. They will find out the food somewhere else. He goes, where's the food? There's all pavement outside. Believe me, they will find food. I guess he heard me because he didn't do it again. <laughs> but it was like I had to tell him that. So think of the, the, this little explanation. That, that need no, uh, for the, it's right to the point here. Jesus is a master teacher, so we, we understand that he say, we're saying here. 
So the birds or other animals, for that matter, have plenty of food to eat. You really have ever heard of a wild animal dying of starvation? Sometimes happen, but most of the time God takes care of them. God's natural, natural created order as, as provision build up for the feeding of his creatures. God provides for his creatures. How much more does God uh, provide for the pineapple of, uh, pineapple of his creation, human beings? If God can provide for them, can God provide for us? I'll tell you what, my own testimony, yes, God provides. Amen. He's a great, great provider. Right. How much more does God provide for God? Uh, Jesus asked, aren't you worth more than they? Of course you are. He came to die for us. The inferior says, yes, is yes here. We are worth more than the rest of creation. God didn't die for dogs and birds and, 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 and monkeys and gorillas. God died for us, the human race. Amen. Obviously, we're more important to God than the creation, even though we ought to take care of creation. We ought to love God's creation and take care of creation. But God loves us more than He loves them. Amen. So you understand what I'm saying here. So... God knows what we need more than we know what we need for ourselves. So our culture may be losing uh, its value for human life, but rest assured that God has not lost its value for human life. We are His prize. We are His people. We are His favor in all the universe. So Jesus gives us a second example here, verse 28 to 30. Look at that. Verse 28. And why take ye thought for raiments? Consider the lilies of the field. Are they grow and toil not? Neither do they spend. And yet I say unto you that even Solomon in all his glory was, uh, was not arrayed like one of these. Wherefore, I can see Jesus saying that it was arrayed like one of these. Probably pointed up to some, some flowers there that was right there next to him. I'm just imagining that. So, and he says, uh, Wherefore, if God so clothed the grass of the field, which is today is, and tomorrow is cast in the oven, shall he not much more clothe you? Look what he says, O ye of little faith. Jesus' points here is not about exactly which flower is adorned the best, but that God adorns the flowers of the field. Again, the point translated is very easy here. If God can, can claw the flowers of the field, the lesser part of creation, whom he also, uh, 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 won't he also give clothes to human beings, the greatest need or the greatest part of his creation? So do we trust God in this matter? Do we trust that you are important to God, more important than all the rest of creation? Do you trust that God can provide for you? Do you trust that God knows what is best for you and me? I believe so. He is our creator. And for those of us who have given ourselves to him, he is, listen to this even more, he is our heavenly father. So why we're, listen folks, it's easy to do that for any of us. It is easy. You know, difficulties of life and problems of life, it's easy to find ourselves in those things. But again, you have, we have to understand that there is a difference between concern and worry. You might think you'd be worrying, and actually you just have a concern. And some concerns can lay heavy in our hearts and minds. You got what I'm saying? Some concern can be very heavy in our hearts and minds. And people say, oh, you worry too much. Because I've been accused of that myself. Dad, why are you worried? I'm not worried. <laughs> I said, I'm I'm just concerned. That's all. So anyway, so um, 
Look what it says in James chapter 1, verse 17. Every good gift and every perfect gift is from above and cometh from the Father of lights, in whom is no variables, neither shadow of turning. So food, clothes, money, family, faith, love, grace, forgiveness, all comes from our great creator God. It all comes from our Heavenly Father. So towards the uh, of verse 30, Jesus even challenged our faith on this. He says, you of little faith. He's saying that our worry should relate to earthly necessities comes as a result of our lack of faith in our Heavenly Father. So if the focus of our life is, is on only the things in this life, your faith is, is, a, is a problem or your faith have a problem. We're concerned with our foods, our finances. You know, look what I said. We're concerned with our food, our finances, our fashions. But Jesus is concerned with our faith because our focus is messed up. If we're just concerned about this, we have to be concerned about God and, and about how we serve Him. And God will provide the needs. Well, look what it says in verse 33. I think really closes this up. came from the lips of Jesus. Look what it says. Jesus, look, look, this is what He wants us to do. Look what it says. But seek ye. First, the kingdom of God and His righteousness and all these things shall be added unto you. God says, do not worry about those things. You can be concerned about it, but don't worry about them. I'll take care of you. And He said, this is what I want you to do. You seek the kingdom of God and His righteousness. That's what I want you to do. I will take care of the rest for you. Is that hard to do that? Yeah. So Christians, our focus should be on the kingdom of God and His righteousness, not the affairs of this world. The affairs of this world only causes stress, anxiety, and worry. If we go on to focus our lives and on Jesus, we must focus on this kingdom, on His kingdom and His righteousness. Everything will come after that. You know, we have a program in my job. If you have too much anxiety, you can take time off. If you, and there's all kinds of excuses how people can take time off. It's amazing. Like, I, I say to people, I say to people sometimes, like, I think what you need is Jesus. <laughs> what if it passed by me? But anyway, so you simply, we have to simply trust the Lord day by day. Each day, trust the Lord. Each day, trust the Lord. Number four, why worry when we have the Lord? Why worry when we have the Lord? When there is something in our lives that takes precedent over lesser things, that usually causes us not to, not to be concerned with lesser things. For an example, like on your, uh, on your car. If your radio is broken, listen to this, and you, you also have a broken transmission, you need to be, uh, to be more concerned about what? You got it. Why? Because without transmission, you cannot go anywhere. But you can't go everywhere without a radio, right? So priorities, right? All right, I'm concerned. i got to fix both. But primarily is salad. <laughs> the transmission. That's what Jesus said in verse 25. Therefore, take, uh, I say unto you, take no thought for your life. So Jesus is telling us that there is more to life than food and clothes and other physical needs. Jesus didn't say that these things don't matter. They matter. We have to dress up. We have to eat and all those things. I understand that. So Jesus didn't say not to, to concern ourselves with these things. Jesus didn't say uh, don't uh, work for those things. The, uh, what Jesus is saying is that, that life is more, I'm sorry, more important than these things. There's something greater than these things here. There's something else that should really consume our focus is the Lord. So, should we be concerned about things? Yes. There's nothing wrong about being concerned with things. 
what, what, what can damage us and our own health and stuff is worry about things that we cannot control. See the difference? Concern, worry. I mean, let's say you, you, you go through the month and you get to the end of the month, let's say you pay in your rent and you uh, the month approaching and you are concerned about how am I going to pay my rent. See, you're concerned. You're going to, well, if it's a concern, what you're going to do, you're going to try to do something about it. What can I do to fix this problem? So concern causes us to act on something. Maybe, well, I'll go get another job, whatever it is. I remember my wife had a car accident one time, and it was hard. We were paying a mortgage. You know what we did? I went and got a second job. The Lord provided me another job. I was working almost 96 hours a week. I had to. But see, I was concerned. I didn't worry. I went to do something about it. It was I tired. Oh, absolutely. It was a lot of hours at work. But so we do something about it. So worry doesn't help. Worry doesn't do that. So concern is something that is, oh, we, we, if we have it, we do something about it. And it's, it's okay to be concerned. It is okay. So uh, number five, why worry when we can trust the Lord with the outcome? Look what it says in Philippians. Go to, actually, go to Philippians chapter 4, verse 6. Go there. So but the Bible teaches clearly that Christians are not to worry. So Philippians 4, 6, uh, 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 command to do so. Look what it says in Philippians 4, 6. But be careful for nothing. So, I mean, the word is don't worry about nothing. But in everything, by prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving, let your request be known unto God. Look what it says right here. It's very clear. It says, but be worried. Be careful for nothing. But in everything, prayer, supplication, with a thankful heart. And let your request be known to God. So God, that's what God wants us to do. Just give it to the Lord. I mean, is it concern? Absolutely. Worry? Forget it. I'm not going to worry about it. So in this scripture, we learn that we should bring all of our needs to the Lord, all of our concerns to the Lord, in prayer and given to Him, and not to worry about it. So Jesus encouraged us to avoid worrying right here about our physical needs like clothes and food. And He says, you know, just come and just pray, give it to the Lord. I think, you know what? God knows best. Father knows best. Because He knows the potential, what can happen with worry. So, so since worry should not be a part of a believer's life, how does one overcome worry? My mom, she, uh, she didn't tell me that yet, but I'm, I know it's coming. That's after I fixed the board. <laughs> uh, she told my, my sister that she needs a new lock in her door. I already went there quietly and looked at the lock. There's nothing with the lock. But she heard the whatever was, and she, she was over. She was, I, I, I called her. First thing I say, Mom, did you sleep last night? Mom, did you sleep last night? I always ask that question to her. Uh, I want to make sure she's okay. But is it is the thing is any little thing she she gets that way, and all frightful, all very shaking, and 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 it's not good for her. Here's one time last last year two years ago was I, I was doing some work in the house. Oh, I went change her water tank. One of the water tanks broke, so I went there. I got the water tank, took it to the house, and I was taking the old water tank out, and she was right there next to me. I look at her, and she was like this, shivering. I said, Mom, what's the matter? And she said, well, you're changing the tank. I said, do you want me to change the tank so you can have hot water? 
And she goes, yeah, so what you need to understand, I need to take this out so I can replace with the new one, right? Otherwise, you're not going to have hot water. You want me to do that or you want me to go home? Oh, yeah, I want you to do that. So you need to stop shaking over there. You need to get out of here. And I guide her all the way to her bedroom and said, now sit there and watch TV. And when it's done, I call you, okay? So don't worry. Just, just sit there. Oh, but I, I have to see. No, 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 no. You can't stay right here. Sit here. You need to sit here. And she sit there, and I, every, every time I could hear her coming, Mom, go back to your room. Just sit there. <laughs> so finally, I got the thing changed. And when it's changed, I clean everything up because I know where she is. Pick up all the garbage, put it away, and I call. So, Mom, you t- your tank is installed. Now you can get your hot water. Oh, thank you. And I, actually, I got a big smile. I said, Mom, see, if you were here, I was afraid you might have a heart attack right here looking at me. So you need to go. But that's how my mom is. It's very, it's very, very worried. See, so that's the kind of person she is. So why does God want, doesn't want us to worry? So Because it affects our health. The Bible says it's because he cares about us. God is, is concerned about our health because he loves us. No, no worry is too big or too small for his attention. When we give it to God, our problems, he promised to, take, to give us peace, which transcends all understanding. Look what it says in verse 7, 7 of Philippians 4. And the peace of God, which passeth all understanding, shall keep your hearts and minds through Christ Jesus. You see what it says there? Beautiful verse. You see verse 6, you're not worried. And in verse 7, he gives you that instruction. He said, if you do not worry, if you give all that and ask God to help you, look what it says, and the peace of God will fill your heart and mind, and you will not worry about it. Concern, yes. Worry, no. So, of course, of those of you, uh, uh, let me go to the next point. We're almost done. Why worry when God can help me? Let's go back to Matthew chapter 6, verse 25. Why worry when God can help me? Do you believe that God can help you here tonight? Yes, He can. Yes, He can. Actually, He helps us every day. So, you say, Pastor, how do you get out of bed at 345 in the morning? It's not me. <laughs> it's not me. I want to roll to the other side. You know, it's the Lord. It's the Lord, okay? It's not me. You say, right, it is the Lord. It's not me. It is very early in the morning. So why were when God came? Look at verse 25. Therefore, I say unto you, take no thought for your life. We already read this verse several times. So, folks, this world is full of all kinds of circumstances, and we find ourselves in all kinds of trouble and trials and tribulations of life. And if we don't be careful, it will consume us. Worry is not foreign to any person in this world. Anybody can experience that. Anybody, uh, anybody's worries about something and sometime. So, but we don't have to. Concern, yes. Worried, no. So what do, do we do when we find ourselves with our minds submersing to worry about all these things? What can we do? Letter A. You ready? Focus your mind on the Lord. Amen. I love my Bible. I do. I read my Bible every morning. But you know what? I have my Bible in my desk and my work with a purpose. I have my Bible in my phone with a purpose. I do. You know why? Because throughout the day, I can check with the Lord. And, I, and, and the Lord can give me that gift and, and that verse. And you know what? I give it to the Lord. Again, concern is one thing. I can read God's word and still have that concern in my heart and mind. The worry part, I give it to the Lord. 
I did a job. This was a very trying week last week. I had a job, and we have a, we have a situation that we, when we put valves together, this can be about this big, this big, huge valves together. These are massive things. They are extremely expensive. They have a flowing in those valves. The, valve, the, float, the, float, the liquid comes one way, goes the other. It cannot go in the opposite way. So it was a job I put two together, upside down. That was the way the job goes. I went home. I think I put those things backwards. They were already installed. That was a reason to lose sleep and, and worry all night. You know what I did? I opened my Bible quietly. I read. I found the peace of God. And I said, Lord, I need your help. I don't know what I did. I hope it's okay. I'm going to trust you. I, did. I went to work the next day. The first thing, I was concerned. Don't get me wrong. Concern was there. Worried, I was not, you know, I, I refused to go there. So I was concerned. You know, I was so concerned. The first thing I did, I walked to work. That was the first thing I did. I walked right to that thing. I got my paperwork, and these guys are looking at me. I'll tell you what. I got my paperwork. I went there. I look at them. Praise the Lord. <laughs> I was praising the Lord all the way up. You know what? Concern went away. Concern, yes. Worry, no. I refused to go there. You know what? I prayed. I, I read my Bible. I asked the Lord to help me. You know what? The Lord probably overnight twists those things. I don't know. But I got there. You know what? It was right. I was like, wow. But concerned, yes. We humans, we get concerned about things. So we can, I was concerned about it. I mean, so concerned, as soon as I got out of the car, I just, psh, that's where I went. And I went to see it. And it was right. Amen. And I praise the Lord for that. Thing is, sometimes, you know, I have to sing praises at work because those things happen. So, so let, let it, did I give you letter A? Almost done. Letter A, focus your mind on the Lord. That's what I did. Number, letter B, find, uh, fill your mind with God's thoughts. Fill your mind with God's thoughts. Philippians 4.8 is a good verse. When we are worried about someone or something, you know, just, just don't focus on the negative. Focus on the positive. We got to be positive. You know, we got to be positive. Because that stuff can be, actually, go to Philippians chapter 4, verse 8. I love this verse. Look, uh, I want you to go there and see it for yourself. Here's what God wants us to do. It. Look, at, look what it says. Finally, brethren, he's talking to the church of Philippi. Look what it says. Whatsoever things are true, whatsoever things are honest, whatsoever things are just, whatsoever things are pure, whatsoever things are lovely, whatsoever things are of good report, if there be any virtue, if be there be any praise, look what it says, think on these things. Positive thinking keeps worried away. Concern, yes. We got concerned about things, all of us do. If we think about positive thinking, guess what? Worried will go away. Because worry does not help anyone. We worry about things we cannot control. I mean, we concern about things we say, you know, we, let's say on Wednesday night, we have prayer requests. Why you ask for prayer requests? Because you have a concern, right. right? You got a concern. Yep. So you got concern about someone that needs salvation, uh, someone that is sick. Is right. out of our hands. We can't, we can't, the only thing we can do is pray. So is a concern. We pray for it. So let us see. Learn to live in the presence of God. Learn to live in the present. Oh, I'm sorry, in the present. I'm sorry. Live, live to learn in the present. 
But seek ye the first, the first the kingdom of God. That means every day, that's what we do. The, the Lord give us this day. I'm going to live for the Lord. I'm going to seek his kingdom every day. So when you seek God's kingdom first, above anything else, God promised to take care of everything else for us. Uh, Charles Spurgeon wrote this. It is folly to think that the Lord provides grace for every trouble but the one you, you are in today. Uh, OC, uh, uh, this other man, uh, his last name is Hawkins. O.C. Hawkins reminds us that worry will not attempt, uh, uh, well, I'm sorry, worry will not empty tomorrow's of its trials, but it will empty today of its triumphs. Mark Twain put it this way, we had many problems in life, most of which never happened. We need to learn how to live in the, in the present. Don't let the worries of tomorrow rob you of the joy of living today. Let it be. Learn to trust the Lord. Let's learn to trust the Lord. And we, I mean, I'm going to give you verses that you know. Trust the Lord with all your heart or thine heart and lean not into thy own understanding. In all thy ways acknowledge him and you are. He shall direct your paths. So, folks, if we say that we trust the Lord and we worry, are we trusting the Lord? Again, let me explain this so you understand what I'm saying. There is a concern that is worry, two opposites, okay? So, the words of Jesus, I mean, uh, in Matthew 6, the words of Jesus, take no thought for your life, literally means don't worry. The Lord knows that worry doesn't help the cause. So worry doesn't resolve anything. It just makes us sick. So, letter E, put your faith in the Lord. Let's walk by faith. That's the Christian life. We walk by faith. Look what Jesus said in Mark eleven twenty two, And Jesus answered and said unto them, Have faith in God. That's four words. Have faith in God. Folks, I understand there are much people that are worried. But again, worry is 95% of our worries never really come to pass. How many times, like I said, we lose sleep over worry about something that we cannot control? Right. I conclude with this. Should we be concerned with the things of this world? Yes, concerned. We need to plan uh, and work and take care of ourselves and our families. Yes, that's a legit concern. Should we worry about the, the things of this world? No. Should we seek God and His ways and, and the rest will work out? Yes. Should we need to focus on God more? Absolutely. Jesus tells, tells three times in, in, in this passage not to worry and not to feel anxious about it. Do you think this is important? Yes, if God matches, obviously, He loves us enough to tell us that. He loves you and me, and he wants you to get it. All right, class, concern? Yes. Worry? No. He's always going to be concerned in life. It's always going to be something that we concern about. That's how we are. We have all kinds of circumstances and problems. Concern? Yes. Worry? No. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, thank you, Lord, for your word. We can so learn so much for it. Help us, Lord, to... Concentrate on positive thinking, Lord. Lord, help us not to worry, but to trust you. Lord, that we get concerned about things of life, situations of life, uh, places where we are, the life that we live, these all concerns of life. And give us grace, Lord, to go through those times. But Lord, help us not to worry. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen.